Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the lead pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We spend these 25 minutes together every week telling you the stories of our church by interviewing our members and sometimes other friends of the ministry. We always start by personally inviting you to Harvest Baptist Church this Sunday. We have two services, one at 9 a.m., the other at 11 a.m. We have Japanese and Korean translation available during that 11 a.m. service. And that's also the service we live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. This week, we continue in Romans 6, 1 through 14, on the need for change. Let's begin harvest time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Half a day, Chris. The need for change uh, this week is actually the second part of the specific text that we're looking at in Romans chapter 6, but it's really the fifth part of a series that we've been working on in these middle chapters of Romans. Uh, The title of the series is, Can I Really Change? And um, this Sunday, we're coming back to, uh, at the beginning of of Romans 6, the first couple of verses, there's two key phrases that give us a picture of you know, explanation of that whole first part of the chapter. In verse 2, there's a phrase, we are dead to sin. And then in verse 4, the phrase, we should walk in newness of life. And we spent last Sunday talking about what it means that we are dead to sin and what it doesn't mean. This Sunday, we're going to come back and really focus on that second phrase, we should walk in newness of life. Um, and so really the, uh, the practicality of it is that when a person receives Christ, they're committing themselves to a radically new kind of life. And in fact, uh, I'll give you this little phrase to whet your appetite a little bit for this Sunday. But we're going to talk about the idea that renovation is not the same as remodeling. And, uh, and we'll talk about how that applies to our lives spiritually in this whole idea of change. And I would love for you to be there we have a growing group of people that are coming every Sunday, hungry for the word, and we'd invite you to come and be a part of that group. Well, uh, I'm really glad today to have with us on Harvest Time uh, two newer members at Harvest, but I'm really glad to welcome Rich and Lisa Kuntz. Welcome, both of you guys. Morning. Morning. Uh, Rich and Lisa, as I mentioned, have uh, come to Harvest over the last year or so and, and fairly new members a few months ago. And uh, we really love their story of what God's done in their life and their their burden to, ser- to serve Him. Um, you've been on Guam for quite a while, though, right, Rich? Since 1994. Okay. So uh, long term here on Guam. And Lisa, you have four children, right? What are the age spans of your kids? Yes, so my oldest daughter, she's 19. And then I have a son, he's 14. And another daughter... She's 12, and I have another daughter. She's six years old. Okay, four kids, which means it's a busy house with all kinds of things going on. And maybe as we get towards the end, I might ask you a few questions uh, about that. Um, Rich, you had mentioned you guys have an interesting story about how you guys met, right? You want to tell us about that? Um, It was, I would say, June of 2000. I run a car rental company, so I was actually up at the airport picking up her father. Um, he comes out, and you know he's got this huge bandage on his foot, and I'm just like, "How can you drive with a right foot that's probably the size of a football?" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh no, my daughter, 
my wife uh is going to drive and i'm like i literally looked at her and i'm like no seriously she has to be 21 and over and he's like no seriously she's 23 and i'm like yeah right i don't think so and you know i'm th- i thought he was he was literally was joking <laughs> so we go outside and at the time i had another uh agent with me and i needed to drop them off at the um hotel so um, i have her father I have all his luggage. It's me and my employee. And she had been working all day from like 730 in the morning to like three in the afternoon. So she's tired. But we end up needing to leave her at the airport. I went and dropped off my uh, my rental agent. And then as we're coming back, this is before we were staying in Manila. I literally just drove right by the airport. Totally forgot all about her completely. And then uh, we get almost <laughs> to like That's a Berg. good first start, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> so we ended up picking her up. Uh, so we ended up going back, ended up picking her up, uh, ended up doing the paperwork. And, you know, sure enough, her dad was correct. I think she was uh, just over, what, 23 at the time? Yeah. I think something like that. Like- 21, yeah. 22. Okay. And then, uh, you know, we started talking to each other. And uh, one of the funniest things for us was um, a couple of days after that, she had to go to a wedding. And we were talking on the phone and I asked her, I said, um, you know, she said, hey, what are you doing on Saturday? And I'm like, oh, I don't really have much going on. And she's like, hey, do you want to, you know, come to a wedding with me? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Who's getting married? And she said, just us. And I'm like, oh, really? Okay. All right. I guess we're going to get married already. All right. That's cool. <laughs> So, you know, through that, uh, you know, we went there and of course we were talking with each other. We started dating and then um, in, what was it, uh, April of 2001, uh, we had made a decision that we wanted to get, you know, wanted to get married, but we wanted to get married in the church. Uh, The church that we were going to at the time, they would not marry us unless we had to go through six months of counseling, which we were okay with. So we were going to try to put a, um, uh, I think a wedding date of like November time frame. And then after that, um, her dad was like, no, I think you guys need to get married in May. And I'm like, one month, seriously, one mm. month. Okay. So, you know, we're scrambling around and, you know, praise the Lord, uh, my auntie, she had just gotten married in May, May, April 21st. So we were like, Hey, can we borrow your decorations for our wedding? Nice. So we ended up getting married. Unfortunately, we weren't able to do an actual full-on church wedding only because we didn't meet the those requirements at the time. Sure. Uh, and then, you know, we ended up getting married at Plaza de España on May 27th of 2001. Uh, and we've been together ever since. Praise the Lord. That's cool. Yeah. You know, I haven't talked with anybody that, would, that was married there. That's a cool location. Very cool. Yeah, Very cool. Yeah, I like that. Lisa, I don't know the whole story. So when you were coming, were you already on Guam or are you coming from someplace else when you came with your father at that time? No. So I graduated in 96 from high school. So I decided to uh, came with my father over here. Uh, where, where did you go to high school? Where were you living? Uh, I was living in Chuk. Okay. Uh, so after I graduated, uh, I came with my father over here. You know, just for, you know, like a summer vacation or like just a getaway. Yeah. But then uh, he just <laughs> he just left me. One of our relatives, I think his relative from here, she needed somebody to stay with. And uh, she asked my dad if I can stay with her. So my dad's just like, yeah, okay. So I was like really like... I was like worried, like, because I know that my mom would expect me to go back. Mm -hmm. But 
before that, before even I, when I left, uh, I had to do, do all my choices. Like I prepare mm. not to even <laughs> maybe come back or you didn't know. It's like I didn't know. I just like okay, I need to do all my my chores before I left, wash all the laundry and stuff. And I never came back. Wow. And you said that was what, what year? That was in 96. 96. Okay. Yeah. And then I stayed here and I met Richard. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. she was going to GCC from 1996 until I think, what, 2000? And you graduated with tic- uh, ticketing certificate or something like yeah, that? Yeah, but it didn't, you know, sure. it's something else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, that's a good transition, Richard. You said you came in 94, 96. I came in 1994. Yes. I was in the Navy in 94. I got out of the Navy, um, in, I think it was 97, um, and stayed on Guam in 1997 and, uh, met up with my, um, adoptive father. Um, didn't really have a really good father background. So, you know, the one that I call my father now, he's not my real father, but you know, I really treat him with all that respect because I mean, he really trained me on a lot of things and really, you know, you know, really taught me a lot of things. So, you know, I give him a lot of credit to being my father. Um, so I started renting, I actually started renting cars, uh, from him. Uh, I think it was in 98, I started renting cars from him. And then, uh, 1999, I started working for my father full time. And then I took a break from like 2000, I want to say 2008 until like maybe 2014. And then I started working for my dad again. And this is what I've been doing ever since. So, you know, I really praise the Lord for him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really interested in that. Uh, tell me, I want to get this from both of you, but sure. Rich, why don't you tell me about your spiritual story? What's your background, you know, church-wise? And um, I grew up in, you know, on the south side of Richmond, of Richmond Virginia. So um, my auntie and her boyfriend, they were not Christians, but there was always a Baptist church that was way down, you know, down the street from where we were living from. So, um, you know, kids would do their outreach programs and things like that, and they would always invite us to go to church. So I went to church on Sundays. Um, but it was it was kind of for me for many, many, many years. It was like one of those checklist things, you know, OK, um, I go to church, check. I give to the church, check. I'm I'm in, I'm, I'm in perfect attendance of church of church, check. Um, and it wasn't about relationship. It was yeah. more about let's you know, let's just go through the motions. Let's just do what we're going to be doing and then, you know, just keep moving on. So I had that you know, religion, um, you know, background per se. And then, you know, going through high school is pretty much the same thing. Joining the Navy, pretty much the same thing. Even coming to Guam, um, I kind of felt that way. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know, it, it just, for me, it just felt like, okay, God's way out there in the universe and I'm this little speck of dust on earth. And, you know, he came, he came to save me. I understand that. I understand that he loves us. And, you know, and I understand that he died on the cross for our sins and things like that. And I was just like, okay, cool. Um, so, you know, back in 2007, you know, um, I used to listen to Pastor Tom uh, Larmore. He used to be on drive time every day. And I always used to feel really convicted, like, why is this person really talking about me? You know, I was really <laughs> upset. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to see him and I'm going to talk to him because why is he talking about me on the radio? But that was just <laughs> the Holy Spirit really yeah. convicting my heart. So we went to church. Uh, she would always bug me. When are we going to go to church? And I'm like, you know, I don't see why. Well, what's the purpose of church? If this is what it's going to be like, what's the purpose? You know, why Why do this? You know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, yeah. just why can't we go to the beach on a Sunday or something like that? You know, do something more, you know, productive. That was my thinking before. Sure. 
Then I started going to church. Uh, and then, you know, it became personal, you know, listening to the gospel, really listening to the gospel and really listening that Christ did come, you know, to earth to die on the cross for my sins personally, yeah. you know, not just for everybody. And, oh, yeah, you know, that's like a checklist kind of thing. He actually came and died on the cross for me and that he is interested in me. He wants to know me. He wants to be close to me. He wants to grow me. He wants to teach me all these things. So it was like mind blowing. Mm. So I was just like, wow, you know, praise the Lord. So from my, I would say my person, for me personally, I've known God and Christ probably my whole life, you know, from young and all the way up to now, but actually having a personal relationship with the Lord, I would say from February of 2007, moving on. And it's never easy, but you know what? Every day it just gets better and better being, with, you know, being in the Lord. Amen. That's an awesome, awesome story, Rich. Lisa, what about you? What's your background spiritually? And some of it coincides with Rich, I'm sure. Uh, well, growing up, I do uh, heard about Christ, but I I don't really like, uh, you know, like that relationship mm-hmm. that they, when I came here, then like start going to CBF, then I start learning uh, you know, about Christ and stuff. But when I was growing up from home, uh, you know, just going to church every Sunday, but not really, you know, like, you know, doing the studies or stuff. Uh, I'm a little bit like mm, <laughs> confused. Yeah. Yeah. So what was it you know, uh, Rich says you kept asking him. You guys were married for a few years, and you kept asking him, hey, are we going to go to church? Why did you want to go to church and bring him with you? Uh, because I I felt that there is something out there. Mm. There's, you know, there's Jesus out there that wants to, you know, be, you know, save, save us, but we just, we have to give it, you know, give him uh, that it, nobody can but yourself yeah. you have to be the one yeah and i just felt like you know we needed him that's really cool um to hear just that desire of knowing and how god used even though you may not even have been a christian yet or at least not a, a real personal relationship with jesus still that desire to know him and to have him involved in your life and in your family uh, and uh, even when Rich was maybe a little bit uh, rejecting that, God was using you even before, you know, so. Yes. Like every morning we would get in the car. <laughs> Not we always, uh, Pastor Thomas always on the radio mm-hmm. every time. So that was the Holy Spirit, yeah. I think, working yeah, it's a great story and a good tribute to uh, Pastor Tom, who we all know passed away. Mm. You know, just uh, just a year, a little bit more than a year ago, I think. Yeah, but yeah, something like that. And the influence that he's had on our island yes. and many people are really thankful for that. Rich, I know that you have a burden for serving God, serving His church. I know that you both do. Um, you have a special burden for kids ministry, right? Oh, absolutely. I love the children. Um, surprisingly, I know this is going to sound kind of weird, especially people who know me. 
I used to not like children. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I was like, no. Um, we were talking about kids, and I would be like, yeah, we're just going to have like one and maybe like give that child away for like six or seven years. And then, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take over. We'll take over the payments after six years or something. Um, that sounds like a car rental guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, that's how it is. Um, but um, they used to have a uh, outreach program at CBF called uh, Vacation Bible School. And this was in 2007. Um, and, you know, they were looking for people like, hey, you know, you know, do you want to volunteer? And I'm just like, OK, yeah, that sounds like fun. Let's go ahead and do it. And they're like, oh, uh, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't know. Sweep the floors. Um, <laughs> you know, what do you want me to do? And they're like, no, I think you would be a great for a crew leader. And I'm like, oh, so what is it? So what do they do? And I was like, oh, uh, they just kind of like, you know, take people around and, you know, just kind of take them to the different stations. And I'm like, oh, OK, I can do that. That's pretty simple. That's pretty easy. Um, and then I got the booklet and I started reading the booklet and I'm like, hold on. I don't know if I can do this. You know, <laughs> I'm scared. I'm sweating. And I'm just like, I, I don't know if I can do this. And, you know, uh, Scott, Lark uh, Scott Larkin and Carvin Flynn, uh, really good friends of mine and really good mentors. They were just like, you know, Scott was just like, it's simple. Do you love God? And I'm like, yeah, love the kids the way you love God, mm -hmm. you know, love kids, you know, you know, love, you know, love God, love others. And I was just like, oh, okay, that's really cool. So I really put that love into them. And to really tell you, it just really changed. And it's just like really seeing like, okay, not only do I want to be around kids, I really love kids and just, you know, watching them grow and watching them develop. And I was just like, you know what? Praise the Lord. You know, this is something that I really like. And I just like seeing the kids because kids are really brutally honest <laughs> and um, kids tell are you always, what they're thinking. Oh, right? absolutely. And you know, they really want to know more things about that. And I also think that, you know, just like in Genesis, um, you know, God created the heavens and the earth. You know, he laid that foundation. So if we're starting to lay the foundation at an early age for children, um, you know, just like it says in Proverbs, you know, uh, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's older, he will not depart from it. Um, if you teach a child at a young age about the gospel and getting them into church and getting them into the, you know, the Sunday schools and getting them into the programs and getting them involved into the church when they grow older, they're going to do that. And they're going to keep, they're going to continue to do that. So I just feel like, Lord, as long as I'm able to, you know, please allow, you know, please, you know, let me continue to do that and, you know, keep moving on with that, with the children. Yeah. Amen. Thank you for your burden for that. And maybe just a quick plug for Harvest Children's Ministries for C2C, we call it Children mm. in Christ. Um, you know, one of the things that we talk about is that uh, our desire is that our children's ministry would be so um, effective that kids would love to come and that parents would be crazy not to want to send their kids to, uh, you know, anybody on island. You'd be crazy not to mm. want to send your kids, you know, to Harvest Kids Ministries. And I think that's true. I mean, our children really do love that part. It's something that's important to us. And um, and they're growing. You can just see them hungering to be there, to be part of the group, and and to grow. So we're really thankful for that ministry and for people like yourself that that are, are burdened for that. Um, I know you guys are burdened for children, you know, to minister to. Also, of course, your your own family. Um, Lisa, maybe I could ask you about this. What what have you found to be the biggest challenges for you and Rich as you're raising your family? Uh. It's our children. There's, you know, challenges. There's times where I'm just like, can I really do this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, your story is like everybody's story, right? In that way. 
um, we feel uh, like maybe we are not adequate for that. And again, it's another great blessing of the church, right? Because it equips us and helps us to know. Yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Rich, you had mentioned a little bit about your work uh, situation, uh, mm-hmm. your, uh, you know, the rental car company that you own slash work for, I guess. I'm not sure how all that works, but um, how do you see your responsibility to live out your faith in your workspace? It's very, very simple and easy. Um, you know, if you act silly, um, it's going to stay with a lot of people. But if you're acting professional and you, you know, and if, and if you're a child of God and then obviously things like amen and praise the Lord and, you know, God bless you and things like that are just going to automatically come out. Uh, when my, in my office, I have a lot of Bible verses. Uh, I do have some tracks as well that I give out to, you know, customers and things like that. And, uh, when you show the genuine, um, the genuine care towards a rental customer and, you know, it may seem simple and easy. Oh, you know, what do I really see? But, you know, there are sometimes customers that, you know, they feel like they can talk to me and, you know, I talk to them and we, you know, spend half hour or so outside just talking about different things, but always leading back to the Lord, always leading back to Christ, always leading back to salvation. Um, I don't thump them over the head with a Bible, but, you know, I do talk to them about that. And, you know, just the way I, you know, live my life for myself and then, of course, being the head of the household for, you know, Lisa and the kids and things like that. And uh, we doing homeschool there at the house. Um, you know, a lot of customers, when they come in, they're just like, oh, wow, you know, this feels really homey or really, you know, really safe or really mm-hmm. good. And, you know, customers, when you, when you have that you know, personalization, uh, people tend to be like more willing to talk or more willing to, you know, listen to what you have to say and things like that. And then of course, I mean, you know, I have Proverbs uh, three, five and six, on, you know, right there on the front of my counter and people ask me, Hey, what does this mean? And then I just, you know, I talk to them about it and I tell them what I feel about that. And, you know, that sometimes sparks up a little bit of like, Oh, okay. You know, I'm going to back off a little mm-hmm. bit. And then sometimes they're just like, Oh, well, Oh, I never heard about that before. Oh, what is this about? And then we talk about it. And, you know, sometimes people um, make the commitment that they want to, you know, come to know Christ. And then some people make the commitment of, um, I'll think about it. And, you know, I follow up with them, you know, a couple of days later, hey, you know, did you get a chance to think about that? And, you know, it's kind of hard, you know, heartbreaking to hear, um, not right now, maybe next time. And I'm just like, there might not be, you know, I want to say, Hey, you know, they ain't going to be a next time, you know, this might be the last time you're ever going to hear this, but at the same time, you know, you got to do it with grace and you, you know, humility. So you're just like, okay, well, I'll just be praying for you and, you know, trying to help you out and things like that. Yeah. Your office is right down there in Tumon, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, so, um, any special, uh, or maybe not any, but what things are God, is God burdening you for? What's God teaching you? Um, Lisa, anything specifically God feel like God's trying to teach you right now? Uh, I like to really uh, love, uh, love and patience. I think mm-hmm. that's what I'm really working on. Yeah, because yeah, with my kids too, like to just tell them that I love them. Because growing up, I, I, I guess it's the way I was brought up or, you know, where I came from, Mm -hmm. it's different. Like, it's a different view. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, uh, that, uh, 
challenge of communicating what God's done for us yes. to the people around us, particularly our family. Yeah, that's cool to see and hear about God, you know, burdening you for that and seeing that lived out. That's great. Rich, what about you? Mm, Lord's really working on it in my life, and he's always working on it with me. It's just patience, just patience, patience, patience. Just wait. Wait upon the Lord. Just be there and just know that he is the Lord, and just just be patient. And, you know, that's one of the things that I, I'm, I struggle with sometimes is, you know, I, I want, I want to go at, you know, 50 miles an hour and I want to try to get everything is done as fast as I can. And, you know, get the answers to all of the questions and doing all of these things. But sometimes the Lord is just like, nah, you're just going to have to wait, you know? And, and, and I know, I know he's probably up there like, yeah, you're going to wait, man. I'm sorry. You're just going to have to wait. Cause he knows that that's one of the things that I struggle with. Um, and he helps me grow that way because, you know, I have to be patient. And, you know, when I'm patient with my dealings with the business or dealings with the family or, you know, just dealing with other people, sometimes you just have to be very, very patient. And it's, it's working. Yeah, yeah. Well, Rich and Lisa, uh, you guys are just so genuine. And I appreciate that. Just, just real. And I love seeing what God's doing in your life. I love how he's brought you to harvest and your burden to serve him, serve God's church and praying that God really blesses that ministry for you and then in the life of our church. And it's good, uh, you know, you and I have had a chance to talk and I've got a chance to hear your story, but it's great to be able to share it a little broader fashion. So thank you guys for being willing. I know Lisa, it was a little bit scary, but you did great. So um, thank you, uh, you guys very much. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Of course, at this point in the program, we just want to personally invite you again to Harvest Baptist Church this Sunday. We have two services, one at 9 a.m., the other at 11 a.m. And remember that 11 a.m. service has Korean and Japanese translation available. And that's also the service we live stream at 11. That's on hbcguam.org hbcguam.org. And this week, we're continuing in Romans 6, 1 through 14, the need for change. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.